Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RFP Podcast, episode number 183, Relentless Forward Progress. I'm your host, Mikey Baldini, and grateful to have you join us here today. Uh, Second drop this week. Uh, Wasn't planning on putting a podcast out today. Uh, I, the intent was to write something. Uh, I try to write three times a day and put out a pot, excuse me, <laughs> write three times a week, if not maybe one or two more and then put a, put a podcast out. But, um, I, I, I was trying to gather and getting in the mindset to write and was listening to a couple podcasts and, um, one of the podcasts, it was the Rich Roll podcast talk, they were talking about schools, um, and I had been asked probably three times this week, maybe four times this week, what are we here in Arizona doing about going back to school? We typically start the first week of August. Um, teachers usually report that last week of July, which would be next week, and the kids would report that following week. Uh, obviously, things have changed, and the way it stands today, uh, the... School is going to start officially on the 17th of August, virtually. Um, and that is going to play out through Labor Day weekend. And at that point in time and in the time in between, there's going to be further discussions on what things are going to look look like. I uh, spoke with some folks uh, back in Pennsylvania and uh, a couple different school district areas or friends that we have in different school districts. And... And they are, one option is to do it virtually, obviously, and the other option is to kind of do a hybrid where you have certain kids going to school Monday, Wednesday, other kids going Thursday, Friday, excuse me, Tuesday, Thursday. So Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, and everybody is virtual on on Friday. Um, So I actually, you know, asked my wife, who, Robin, who's been, who had been a teacher, um, and we'll get into another story about what she's going to be processing into, or she is going to be doing. She's still in education, but we'll talk about that in another podcast, hopefully. But I asked her actually just this morning what her thoughts are if she would have to go back to school. Would she feel comfortable with the kids? And 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 we discussed some of the scenarios that we've heard that maybe some schools around the country are doing. Uh, but it's a really um, uncertain time obviously it's unclear not only for for us as parents getting into a position of feeling comfortable about going back, the kids going back to school uh but the kids of, of themselves are they comfortable going back to school and you know we we've, we've talked with the girls and in all honesty I'll just be candid they they don't have concerns about going back to school i think they want to go back to school um They've expressed the the desire to want to go back to school just to kind of break up some of the monotony that has been going on over the course of the last four or five months, uh, to reconnect and catch up with friends and have that social connection, um, and and have that you know collaboration with with their fellow classmates as well as teachers. But they also understand. You know, the potential dangers and challenges with that. Not only the dangers, obviously, from a health perspective, but just the logistics um, and, and, and how, how this is going to happen. I spoke with a, a partner up in, New, or excuse me, in Utah, and they seem to be going back to school just like nothing's happening. So 
I think there's pockets there. Everything is different. So I wanted to talk about that uh, because, yeah, there there are all these challenges and there's these, this concern and the uncertainty and the stress and anxiety that's going into you know the school year soon to be starting. But this could be an opportunity. And and I, I before people start lambasting me, I want I want to I want to share this with you because this is this has been a really deep, deep passion of mine or a deep uh, belief and opinion of mine for for many years, at least five or six years. Uh, and again, this is coming from a guy who's been married to a woman for 18 years, known her 19 years, and she's been an educator, a teacher for 20 plus years. And we have a lot of teaching. When you're married to a teacher you tend to have a lot of friends that are teachers. It just goes with the territory. And I'm going to share my belief with the education system. Um, I've written about it. I think I've talked about it before. And I've shared my views with teachers and with people. And, and, and in some cases, it was very, very well received. And in some cases, I was looked at like an idiot. But that's fine. And, and judge as much as you want to. I really don't care. But... The opportunity I foresee with the circumstances that we're dealing with right now is for us as, as a society, as the United States and the world, whatever, is to really try to reinvent how we're teaching our kids, how our kids are learning. Um, because I believe a lot of the stuff that we teach in schools... Um, is is something that we don't carry through with in our in our futures, you know, and I get it. I I understand there's curriculum and people work hard at developing this curriculum to have the kids learn specific information so they could get tested on, and based upon those tests, it's more revenue and money going into the education system, and and I understand a lot of that. But what are we teaching about history? We have this, this movement going on about, about um, social injustice. What are we doing about teaching on that? You know, What are we teaching on personal development and growth? How many, how many kids in 5th, 6th grade know how to balance a checkbook? What are we teaching them in the world of finance and technology? You know, how? What are we doing to teach these kids life skills, leadership, critical thinking? I, I shared a story, I think, either in, in my blog or writing about uh, my daughter going over to visit a friend uh, to sit with her because the air conditioned guy was coming over to fix the air conditioner. This is an 18-year-old girl and a 16-year-old girl. I didn't, I'm like, wow, I, I would probably schedule it when I was around, when the father, when me as a dad would be around. Uh, but then my wife, Robin, and I were talking about it. This is a situation where these girls are going to have to learn how to deal with. You know, they're going to go to, if they go to college or if they have an apartment, something's going to break and a, a repair person is going to have to come over, a complete stranger, to, to, to deal with it and fix it. These girls are going to have to learn how to deal with that. What type of what what are those types of skills? Those are the types of things that I get. Yes, as we as parents need to be educating them how to change a flat tire, how to change an oil, 
you know, in your car. These are things as parents we could teach them, but why can't we, we teach these things from, from a, like a classroom setting in our, in our education system? You know, I understand basic math and English and reading, writing and all that. I, I understand that. But half of the shit that I learn in high school and college, I don't even use. Now, it could be my fault, whatever. But I think I, I have been a product of the traditional education system. And I think I fared okay. I think I fared pretty well. But I will tell you, the majority of the stuff, the skills right? The skills, the lessons that I've learned, and the things that I use each and every day, I've learned in social interaction. Yes, going to bars, hanging out with friends, talking to people, engaging with people. You know, I learned people may like this or not like this. I learned on the wrestling mat. I learned leadership there. I learned to be a good teammate. I learned to work my friggin' ass off and I, I learned how to get kicked in the face and kicked in the gut and be down and disappointment and failure in sports in general, in school in general, in life in general. And that's because of the risks and exposure that I, I was willing to take. You know, I didn't like it at many times, but those are the kind of skills. How do these kids deal with failure? How resilient are they? How persistent are they? And there's, there's certain areas within the, edu- the traditional education system that we have that, that teach these things, okay? But to what level are they developing, truly, truly developing these life skills? And that's I think, is an opportunity for us to reevaluate and reinvent ourselves and how we educate our children. The other component of this is, you know, we, we have a good group of friends, a really close group of friends. And, you know, we talk about, we've talked about education and, and, you know, I've dealt it, I've experienced it with our youngest daughter, Elena, where it's just some things in school are boring. They're not excited. They're not entertained. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of situations and, 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 and circumstances that you hear of that where the, the kid isn't developing the way the, the people, the, the, the teachers in the school want them to develop. They're slow. Uh, they're not engaged. They're not paying attention. They're crazy and, and distracted very easily. So we put them on medication. And in some instances it helps. But in some instances it doesn't. And in those situations where it doesn't help, is it the fact that the kid just wasn't excited and entertained and enthusiastic about what it is that he or she was learning? So do we have an opportunity to sit down with kids and talk to them about what excites them. You know, you know could, we, could we sit down with a, a young girl that is really, really enthusiastic about art and, and painting and sculpting and designing and really fit a curriculum to that, to that child or a group of children? If you have a, a young boy that's interested in, in, in uh, you know, playing the trumpet, funny that I say that because I played the trumpet I think when I was in sixth or seventh grade and I talked to I think it was somebody last week up at the race that said they did the same thing at six it was pretty interesting but besides the point can we develop a curriculum that that focuses this child on on really developing and mastering his skill around playing the trumpet and I understand it takes a lot of work to develop curriculum but but does it 
I mean, the kid likes the trumpet. The girl likes art. Let's send them to trumpet classes and art classes. I mean, yeah, I guess we could teach them the foundational needs that they have from an education perspective. I don't think that's a problem, but can't we focus more of their attention and time and develop the the platform for them to excel in the things that they're actually excited about? Um, so, I, I mean, these are just my opinions and thoughts, and I just I think it's valuable. I think it's an opportunity. I don't think we need to shift it completely, but I think there's an opportunity for us to make a change and to pivot a bit and to kind of reinvent, like I said, ourselves and the way we educate our kids. Uh, I mean, hell, there's, there's people bitching and moaning every day. You go to social media, you go anywhere. People are bitching and moaning about leadership. Leadership on a global level. Leadership on a national level. Leadership on a state level. Leadership on a local level. Everybody's bitching about the lack of leadership that we have. We have an opportunity now to change that, don't we? Don't we as, as parents, right? Where we need to step up as leaders. You know, we have the opportunity to influence and impact change. I mean, we have a vote coming here in a couple of weeks. We have the big vote in November where I think shit's going to completely hit the fan. Who knows what the hell is going to happen? But I think we have an opportunity to really reinvent the way we teach and help our kids grow, help ourselves grow. Uh, and I, I think I think the time is now. So I, I wanted to share this this message with you guys today. I think it's important. You know, I I I, I'm, I understand what's. I'm a parent. I have two daughters. One starting high school. One going to be a junior. And yeah, we don't necessarily know what's going to happen. But what I'm what I feel very good about, and what I feel very confident in is the messaging, messaging, the lessons, the conversations my wife and I are having with our daughters, not only through the pandemic time, but for the last several years about awareness and, and life skills and leadership and critical thinking and acknowledging and, and just really, yeah, you, you're going to have to go to school and you're going to have to learn these lessons. And I got one daughter, our, our older one, that is just works her ass off in school really, really hard because she wants those good grades. She wants to be the top in her class. And we have Elena who works hard and gives a great effort. But, you know, the grade part she's not concerned about. She doesn't get the stress and anxiety that Isabella does. For me personally, as a parent, I want them to do their best. I want them to go forth and put put in the best effort possible. Be the best you can each and every day, and each day that's going to be different. I don't really, I mean, I don't really give a shit about grades. As long as they tried, if they're trying their hardest, and they're coming back with C's and D's, okay, let's. I mean, we then there might be there. There's an opportunity for us to to pivot there. But the other side of it is if, if they're not trying. Are they just not engaged? What are they passionate about? What are, gets them excited? You know, what makes them come alive? And I think that's where we need to focus with our kids and, and, and support that and leverage that and give them the tools to really, really develop those skill sets that are really going to jazz them up and help them get to where they want to be 
as they continue to grow and, and grow up to become the leaders that we need to lead us. So I wanted to share that with you. Like I said, I, I, I transitioned from wanting to write to a podcast today because I want. I think it would have been, for me right now, as I sit here today, it was better for me to articulate this via uh, a message rather than writing. So I, hopefully it was helpful. Hopefully, uh, you know, you get a nugget or two from it. And hopefully you guys have a great weekend out there. Be safe, be healthy, be active, enjoy yourselves, enjoy your families, give everybody a hug. Love you guys. We'll talk to you next week.